Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and I'm joined, as always, with the Spooky Movie Squad, and that group consists of Katie. Hola. <laughs> Emma. Oh, hello. And Micah. You know what? I may be stuck in this, but at least I got my drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> so sit back and relax. Enjoy our review of the 2020 Mexican folk horror film, The Old Ways. There actually isn't a subtitle. You don't need one. It's just The Old Ways. That's all you need. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know. No may gusta the movie. Kicking it old school. <laughs> uh, no me gusta demons. <laughs> Demonical. Oh, 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 no me gusta. When get swept away, that's when the salt comes out. <laughs> Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 299 of this illustrious podcast, and it is chapter three in our month of foreign horror. So with our first chapter, we were in, I want to say it was with demons demons was in oh germany yeah and then with that was it italian wasn't it yeah italian but they filmed in germany parts of it oh yeah italian german and in virus 32 that was actually you are gay (laughs) wow (laughs) uruguay and so with tonight's movie the old ways we're we're kicking it still in like the spanish area of this this world veracruz well that's where it's mexico in it but it's mexico so for the uninitiated the old ways is a movie about a mexican-american reporter she heads back home to veracruz and she starts looking for a story about witchcraft and boy howdy does she find way more than she was bargaining for uh this is uh, actually, I'll get deeper into it when it's my turn. But uh, yeah, uh, Emma, what did you think about the old ways? I loved it. Um, I was a little confused at a few sections that I was like, wait a minute. How is this like, how does this count? But I don't know. I loved it. It it just it felt like a supernatural episode to me. Absolutely. So I really enjoyed it. It was a good one. Katie? I love this movie as well. I love the Mexican folklore brought into it. The storytelling was fantastic. Um, A lot of elements of like history and things from the folklore like were pulled in that were great. It was a fantastic story and there was kind of a twist like I don't know a third of the way through the movie because you think it's one kind of movie and then it's turns into something completely different you beat me to it there's actually a group of movies that do that yeah micah 
Oh, I really enjoyed this movie. No, this was this is a super good one. Yeah. No, I, I thought this was a good call. Hey, so far we've 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 been kinda hitting it really good with these with these movies for uh we out here horn for, so yeah. Um, no, I I thought this movie was excellent. Um, it definitely felt like I don't know. This is my superhero origin story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, like especially like her acting ability made it seem like a suit, like a low tier Avenger. Like <laughs> I could I could see that happening. Here comes the not Scarlet Witch. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I it, the first thing Emma said was, "This sounds like a setup to a new series." And honestly, if they did that, I would be okay. I would love it. Give it yeah. to me. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, I. I mean. Yeah, man, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it just worked. I, I don't really know what else to say other than, yeah, no, this is a great one. <laughs> so when we sat down to watch this, you know, I, I try my best not to think forty minutes ahead because. You know, I'm putting my glasses on. I've seen a lot of scary movies, so um, but I, I try not to guess what's gonna happen. But this movie actually got me. But then when it, you know, when the the flip happened, I was like, oh, okay, okay, I mm-hmm. like this. I like this, and I I I enjoyed this immensely. Um, we haven't really watched that many Spanish horror films. Uh, usually, in foreign horror, there's at least one, but. Uh, during the year, I I would love to dip more into this. So, uh, what last October we watched last matinee? That was Spain. Yeah, you know, it's closer than America. You know what I mean? But in that like vicinity. But I enjoy the ideas that they come up with this. And I said folk horror earlier in this movie, and this is folky as shit for Spanish themes. I lied. That was not Spain. That was Uruguay as well. Or oh, okay. Paraguay? Last matinee? Something like that. One of them. And uh, usually the typical elements for folk horror is a rule setting, isolation, and superstition, and sacrifice. Like, this movie checked all the boxes with that kind of thing. I I really dug this movie. Um, this popped up at the, I'm going to mess the name up all the time, but the Sigis Film Festival. And uh, in 2020, and people really dug this movie. They were like, this is really sweet. And so it premiered at the film festival, and then Netflix scooped it up and then distributed it. So I'm very happy someone picked this movie up. And just like everybody else said, it does feel like an episode to a TV show. And boy, howdy, you can make so many the old ways, because there's so many evil spirits. Mm -hmm. You know, my buddy Terrell his family they were all about like don't do this because that spirit will get you don't do that and so he's telling I'm me all not the time superstitious but i am a little stitious yeah you know he always told me like you know you're driving out in the dark road and you see a lady crying you probably shouldn't pick her up because medium stitious yeah i mean uh, there's stuff i just won't fuck with i'm not i don't i don't think there's a chupacabra out in the streets but I'm not going to like fuck around and find out if there isn't one, you know, you better take that back before all of our goats are gone. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, come inside, Jimmy, Jimmy, the goat. He's like, what's happening? What's that? And then he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even the chupacabra, you know, they made a nice version of chupacabra. It's like a kid's cartoon. Yeah. Choopy. 
Yeah, they're trying to soften everybody up so the Chupacabras can come That's out. dumb as shit. <laughs> so, uh, with the old ways, this movie dips into witchcraft and in, like, you know, the Spanish culture. They are called brujas. I can't. It's like, it's, it feels like there's a little bit of a roll. There is. I can't roll. I just spit on myself when I try to do a roll. See, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try fine. to copy Katie. It's Can fine. I get a car, carne or sada? Oh, I can't right. roll my R's. <laughs> just cough on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes back to the 1500s. And, you know, there were a lot of bishops that were like, you're bad. Get out of here. It, you know how it goes. When Spain came over to South America and was like, yo, we're in charge now. I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm the bishop captain now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so uh, we'll get through the story. This bad boy is an hour and a half. 90 minute movie. Perfect. And, and it moves. And so absolutely perfect. Yeah, it's like I enjoy my longer films, you know, comic book movies. They're like, it's a requirement to be two hours these days. Um, but I'm fine with longer scary movies, but shit, we watched one of those 45 minutes and I felt fulfilled when we watched I don't know. Long scary movies remind me very much of um, Jackson <laughs> when he his favorite thing is to get scared and to <laughs> scare people. He's not very good at it. So he'll jump out and instead of like trying to be sneaky, he just yells louder and louder and louder. And then he goes, were you expecting that? I was like, "Yeah, dude, I was expecting that's like that." The that's the entire plot of a two-hour scary. That's movie. that's how I feel like when we get to super long scary movies. It's like, yeah, man, I expected that. Welcome. I mean, Michael. I didn't expect. I I didn't expect the uh, dinosaur, the T Rex sound at the end of the Babadook, but you know, <laughs> fucking trash just ruined that whole movie. I don't think anybody did. You are now in the part of parenting that is called the pretend like you give a damn phase. <laughs> pretend like that scared you, Micah, even if it didn't. Don't oh. tell him that it didn't scare you. Just say, oh, man, bud, you really caught me off guard. That was that was oh, scary. I give him credit because he got Emma tonight real good. So I'm also trying to challenge him and saying, like, nope, you got to do it better. You got to get better. One night they were getting ready for bed and they were in our, my, our bedroom and I, I hid at the top of the stairs and waited for them to come out. And I jumped out at both of them and both of them screamed. Oh my God, it was great. And I was like, 45 minute scary movie hits. <laughs> <laughs> but I got them and I, th- I was like, okay, that's my one. I'm not doing it again. I don't need to. I- I'm scary and I can get you anytime. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta leave it out there. This could happen. If I come out of retirement, you're going to poop yourself. Just just remember that. <laughs> okay, so the movie starts and we get a flashback. That's the best thing to do at the beginning of a horror movie. Usually, I, I, I said that kind of condescendingly because I say it a lot about things in horror movies. But no, you start with a flashback. It's the coolest way to start a movie. And so we see a young little girl. They don't necessarily say it's the main character later, but it's the main character. And she's watching her mother go through an exorcism. And the best part of exorcisms, as I've seen from movies like The Exorcist, there's moments where it's like, it's all right, baby. I'm normal. Everything's fine. It's me. It's fine. And then they turn it's like, blah, 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 and just crazy face. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh. And so that's, this happens to Christina. And she 
gets her arm scratched and some pretty nasty scratches on her arm. So we'll see if that metaphor pops up later in the movie. So in the present day, adult Christina wakes up in a tiny little town, a hut, honestly, in Veracruz, Mexico. So a man opens a little sheet overhead and it's like, hey, what, what were you doing in La Boca? And, and Katie's like, hey, it's a board game I have. Yeah. <laughs> and she's kind of dodging the the answers now. But then we see... Well, she's upset because she got fucking kidnapped. Yeah, I'd be kind of pissed too. And she doesn't speak Spanish. So she doesn't understand yeah. what this man is saying to yeah, her. She's uh, not the best at it. Well, she says, I can't speak it. But then she starts like slowly going through a sentence. So it's like, I think it's more of, I haven't done this in a very long time. And not like, I really don't know Spanish. I think it's like... I think it's she's heard I, enough of it in her adult life to yeah, piece together yeah. some simple I can things. I can like cartwheel through this sentence. Come well, on. and she was from the area originally when she was a child. But yeah, yeah I guess you don't find that out until later. Damn it, the yeah. shark came and I just jumped it. <laughs> so a bruja, a Nahua bruja, I've made sure that I was saying the, the place, right? Uh, it's a group of indigenous people from Mexico, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, uh, tons of places. And apparently they're the largest indigenous group in Mexico. And uh, oh, the Toltecs, that's really cool. Toltecs, that's from, uh, oh, that's the Olmec, isn't he a Toltec? No, he's an Aztec. Oh, Okay. Gotcha. I've heard Toltec somewhere. That's in some comic or cartoon. So, uh, the oh, wow. I'm looking at some fun facts. Total population, 2.6 million people. And they say likely larger. So, a bruja, I can't roll it, so bear with me, people, looks into her eyes and looks just long enough and she's like, yeah, she, she she's got it. There's something in her. And she's like, let me go, please. And it's like, nah. Nah, we, we gotta we gotta get this evil thing out of you. And at this point in the movie, I was like, oh man, I've seen tons of movies where people get trapped and then they are systematically drugged and made to think that there's something evil in them and they have to get it out. There is a black version of this movie and it doesn't have Idris Elba in it. It's some famous dad, but they end up in this like this this south, this like little town, and it's like voodoo. And like, um, I want to say the mom from L Loretta Divine is her name, but she's like doing the same thing like this Bruja, but I think it's to more dubious means in that movie. But she, Christina, gets goat's milk poured all in her mouth and all over her because they need to purify her soul. I don't know anything about the whole um, Spanish exorcism rites. But I assume these steps are probably how it goes. So Christina's cousin, Miranda, she lives in this little town. And she says that they found her just knocked out at La Boca. And so they talk a little bit. Because Christina's like, you need to get me the hell out of here. Like, I, I really need to go. And she's like, no, we can't let you go yet. Because there's something evil inside of you. Like, you know, the Bruja, she's in charge. And she sees this. So... We find out from a couple of flashbacks and a just a little sneaky, sneaky move by Christina. She finds her bag and she grabs one little container and puts it under her pillow. 
and then grabs the phone as it's ringing and tries to call somebody for help. She gets to, I guess, her boss, because she's a journalist from Los Angeles, and she kind of says, like, hey, I'm in this little town, and they kidnapped me, help, 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 and then they hang up the phone for her. But we find out that Christina is addicted to heroin. Heroin. She's on all the drugs, and she is still injecting the drug into herself when she is not being watched. So You could tell she was fucked up because she got access to her backpack, and even though she's been kidnapped, and she's in this little tiny town, question mark, in Mexico, in a foreign country, she was like, you know what I need first? My heroin. Not my cell phone. My heroin. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got my drugs. Cool. Now I can get out because I got my drugs. Fucking wild. So the Bruja and her son, Javi, they, they're rituals. They're steps to exercise the demon from inside of Christina. And so she doesn't believe any of this. And it's just like the movie Wicker Man spoilers. Um, they can't really get you until you believe. And there's one movie with uh, Kate Hudson. Um, that's kind of a spoiler of it, too. Uh, they're trying to make her believe it and then it gets them. But so yeah, tons of weird things start happening. Snakes come into her room. Uh, a rooster is just like it looks like it's skinned. But I think it just got its ass kicked in her cell. And then there's always something scary and just in dark corners of the room. And you can kind of make out a face or a thing. You're like, oh, that thing's kind of big. What the fuck is that? But they never give you enough. And I think that's really good. It, it, it's very much a, just give them like 10% of what the monster looks like. There's no reason to show the whole thing. Absolutely. It ruins movies. Yeah. I mean, shit. Freddy Krueger movies, at some point midway, they're going to show all of Freddy. Because after a while, he ain't that scary. So, so during actually another ritual, the Bruja takes teeth out of Christina's abdomen. That's really weird, Otis. Was she eating teeth earlier? I don't know, but the teeth aren't human. They're way too long, and they look super gross. And so at this point, I assumed that this was all in Christina's head because the Bruja was just reaching into her gut, and then she would take her hand out, and then there wasn't a wound, or there was, like, scratches. I'm like, she just put her hand, whole hand in this lady's stomach like she should be dead (laughs) i thought i thought this was going to turn out to just be one giant long drug trip yeah so that's how it it felt like they were setting it up and you know she is soon enough gonna have just like heroin withdrawals because she's just taking it being high as a kite and then they do weird stuff so the whole time i was like oh it's a combination they're probably drugging her and she's on drugs and they're just making this the atmosphere creepy, and it's just a big old bag of no, you know. So during another ritual, that she's starting to kind of think that this might be real. So the Bruja and her son, they actually almost extract a snake from her gut. So, and I assumed that the snake was probably the one of the main pieces of the demon. And they almost get it out, but then the snake goes back into her stomach. And I was like, holy shit. Um, They're freaking out. She's freaking out because that's crazy to see a snake just go back into your body. Um, All the while, she keeps seeing a wee little boy 
outside and she asks for help and the kid's just kind of looking at her and scuttles back into the bushes. So I was like, in my head, I was like, that boy ain't real. (laughs) Cause he kept popping up. (laughs) So one night, Christina uh, getting low on them drugs. So she's got to do something. She actually knocks out Javi, the son, and she makes a break for the door. But holy shit, a line of salt across the doorway stops her from leaving. Barrier. In supernatural fame and hocus pocus fame, salt, a line of salt, or just crazily thrown around you in a circle is enough to stop evil things. So at this point, uh, Christina, she starts believing. (laughs) She's like, oh shit, there's something actually inside of me because I can't leave. And so she starts vomiting hair and black liquid from her body. And then she starts to learn a little bit more about this demon. And, oh, Katie, help me out. The name? Uh, Posteki. Posteki uh, is the god of broken things. And so we find out that this demon is been really wanting to get to her because her youth... After her mom had the demon inside of her and was getting exercised, uh, it did not go well. And so she went into foster care and then turned to drugs to deal with her depression. And this demon is all about things that are broken, people that are hurt inside. It's like, it tastes so good. And so the demon has called her back to the hometown so he can finish eating her up. Because she got away before he could finish the job. And so, Christina, she is now on the side of the Bruja and her son. And she gets rid of the rest of her heroin supply. And is like, let's kick some ass, guys. Let's take care of this demon. At this point, I was like, hey, the bad guys are now good. They were, being, they were good the whole time. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, there is a subsect of scary movies where... You think this one person, the whole movie is absolutely horrible and they're the monster. And then they come out to not be the bad guy. Hey, you remember the Sandlot? You remember how the dog on the other side of the gate and the old man were supposed to be the absolute monsters? And then they meet him as just a a big dog in James Earl Jones. (laughs) It's that kind of thing. It's like just preconceptions of scary things that you can't really see. So, Christina... Um, she starts asking people about the weird boy she keeps seeing, but they don't really, they don't know any boy living nearby, so that's odd, but they keep it in the back of their mind. So, during the ritual, the Bruja, she actually gets to, she sees the demon, and she grabs its heart, and unfortunately, like all good heroes in the movie, she has to sacrifice herself to get it out of Christina's body. Hooray! She did it! The movie's over! Wait, why does this movie have 20 minutes left? Well, that's weird. So, the next day, as everyone's, like, cheering and being happy, oh no, Miranda, her cousin, got some scratches on her arm. Scratches almost in the same spot like her mother gave to Christina back in the day. And the demon's not done! It's round three, asshole! And so uses Miranda's body to try to take over. So the Bruja before, she actually had one eye that was grayed out. So 
some type of damage happened to that eye, so she couldn't use it. And she was painted up the whole movie. At this point, Christina paints her face, and she got damage to her eye. And so it was very much a, uh, the world always needs a bruja. And so you are now the next one. And she takes over, and they draw out the demon. Uh, and they actually don't use old ways, but they use newer methods to finish the job. And this happens a lot in movies. It's like, oh, what you used is old and outdated. Let's use this, but we'll use a combination because that's how it works. Happened in Trimline. So they actually pull the heart out of the demon and Miranda stabs it. And hooray, the demon is finally dead. So Christina's editor, Carson, he finds the locals. Well, actually, he finds the locals because he was found near La Boca, just like Christina at the beginning of the movie. And so he he pops up and he's like, hey, I was trying to save you. Hey, I got your drugs. And Christina's like, nah, I don't need those drugs anymore. And looks in Carson's eyes and is like, yep, he's got it. And we're going to save you, Carson. And he's like, what's happening? And they come in with the goat's milk. So is is a big old circle so now christina has the job of getting rid of demons inside of people and miranda is her assistant yeah it's it's pretty spiffy i I liked it a lot so emma who's your favorite character in the old ways i said luce the original bruja she was phenomenal i just i loved her character that she she was so true to her whole everything about her everything about the old ways she was so true to it but she did have an absolute soft heart and i loved it she was very matter of fact with christina and just kind of told her like bitch shape up so i liked it mm-hmm. i like loose so yeah katie uh, I liked Miranda, the cousin. Mm-hmm. She did what she needed to do. And despite the fact that Christina was her family, it was like, yeah, you're my family, but bitch, you're also like being possessed right now. So you got to stay here. Sorry. And she never turned her back on Christina. She was never mean to Christina. She was always just very matter of factly like, you got to stay here till this is done. I know you don't believe this stuff, but I believe this stuff and we here believe this. So like fucking sit here and deal with it. Micah. I'm going to go with Christina on this one. Um, She had a crazy amount of character development throughout this whole ordeal. And that's one of my favorite parts about good movies is good character development when they get the opportunity and since you're the main actress and there's only so many people in this movie might as well get some character development out of you but it started out where she gets kidnapped and she doesn't know and then it's like oh shit you're my cousin what the fuck's going on and then it's like hey why didn't you help me what the fuck is going on she's like why did you bail you didn't even come back like you you know like fuck you it's like wait is this just a revenge plot what the hell but I like the fact that like she sold the character so well, like her 
like the I don't know if it was the writing, her or combination of the two, whatever it was, it was really fucking well done yeah. because her performance was so believable, like being snarky and like making comments like that, you know, other than the, you know, I I don't understand the the heroin addiction thing, but you know, if I'm trapped in a little hovel, I'm probably not going for well, I don't know. I guess if I was in that state, then, you know, well, who knows? I, but, I, I think the heroin was a like a red herring. I I agree. Absolutely. Because yeah, that's what I was thinking. thinking. Yeah. All the weird shit is just yeah. like, oh, that's the drugs, you know, which yeah, works it's out. kidnapping. Yeah. Which works out really nice for this movie. But the fact that like they didn't know that she had it and stuff. But I guess the whole point was they weren't there to kidnap her. So it wasn't like, you know, except for when you grabbed her phone. It was like, whoa, no, 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 no. You don't yeah. get to call people. They, they aren't going to understand what's happening, you know. <laughs> But yeah, no, she she played the part super well and then just kind of became this I, I what what would allude to her being a badass at, you know, and I also I looked up the actress just now to see what she's been in and she literally voices one of like my two least favorite sister characters in the, the Star Wars uh, animated series. Really? Between, yeah. It, it, they pop up in that like when clone wars came out with that that se- that extra season and they take up like three episodes with ahsoka and it's like oh my god can we move on with this plot it, it's just i don't like their characters yeah. at all and like they they show up in that they show up in rebels they show up in bad batch like they keep showing up and i'm like god damn it and she voices one of those characters and i was like god damn it i like your character but i don't like those characters <laughs> <laughs> Otis, what about you? Who'd you like? I'm going with the character of the Bruja. So we got the older, I'm not going to lie, very scary looking character. And at the beginning of the movie, everything's all ominous. It's like, you know, Katie gets put into a room and people are pouring just goat's milk down her throat. And it's like, you have evil inside of you and we're going to save you. And it's like, no, you guys are crazy. That's a cult. Yeah. Help, help, help. And then you find out, holy shit, there actually is something evil inside of me. Like, yeah, we told you that a couple of days ago. It's like, oh, I thought you were bad. I'm sorry. Um, but it's a really cool job, it seems. And Christina took to it pretty quick, which I guess sometimes I think it's a chosen one or destiny. It's like, you know, I guess to be a bruja, you got to lose an eye. <laughs> it seems like a thing that happens, but it makes sense. It's, it gives you the vision. Yeah. Or... Yeah, I mean, an eye for a demon. Isn't that how that saying goes? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So, Emma, who's your least favorite character in the old ways? Uh, Act one, Christina, because she was a real piece of work. Uh, She was hella disrespectful and cared about nothing other than getting out and doing exactly what she was told not to do and chase that with a shit ton of heroin. So... I was like, wow, you're fucking shitty. So, yeah, act one, Christina, before she kind of, like, figured her shit out a little bit. After that, she was fine. Katie? Mine was also act one, Christina. She sucked. First half, Christina, was garbage. Like, yes, you're in a terrible, horrible, like, fuck, I got kidnapped situation, and that's scary as shit. But... The fa- like as soon as it happened, as soon as she had a chance to like escape or use access to her bag and all this issue, she was like immediately yeah. fucking drugs. 
heroin so dumb she could have had like a whole extra 30 seconds on the phone yeah not get on the phone call somebody not get out of this fucking house that is fucking kind of torturing me like none of that it was just like no i have to have my heroin so you suck um i mean she got better she did get better but eventually but the fact yeah it was just a fucking mess micah um well not a whole lot of characters to choose from (laughs) so i'm gonna choose the like least used character in the whole thing and say carson it's not like he was a bad person i'm just gonna take this super literally and say he was my least favorite (laughs) i mean he did kind of get shitty there trying to buy his way out at the end but uh he was also scared confused and bargaining so i mean you can't really fault a guy for you know doing i mean doing anything he can to get out of the situation but he just kind of seemed like a sleazeball after that so or like with the way he presented it i guess so i don't know just taking it literally at least favorite character <laughs> uh, yeah carson he, he sucked he was just there yeah i didn't even count him as like being a character because he's only there for like two minutes yeah but we got to see that weird moose monster thing behind him yeah you kind of see it just in the bushes i'm like oh that's a it's got ears like, what the hell is that and the movie went off i was like damn it <laughs> but no carson was just there <laughs> okay so let's do seven word synopsis. I only have one, but I, I kind of come up with another one if I wanted to, but I don't want to. So mine is another film where villain is actually good. So like I said, there's a little subsect, subsection, subgenre of movies, not even scary movies, but usually there are some scary movies that do this, but where the the self-appointed villain is actually doing good. It just looks really bad from the distance. One of the ones I did my first year doing this, the Halloween Screamathon, was Midnight Meat Train. It's a Clive Barker story. And we see this creepy guy on the train killing people with a giant mallet. And it's like, you know, it's up to Bradley Cooper to stop the killer. And at the end, spoilers, uh, the killer is actually doing a good thing for New York and feeding these dead people to the monsters that live in the subway tunnels. So if he's not there to help do that, they'll just take over. So it's it's very much a, you're bad. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm actually the best person here. <laughs> I just look bad. <laughs> Katie. When someone tells you avoid caves, listen, please give me more movies about brujas. Yes, please. And then incredible soundtrack, Great CGI, real life scary. Yes. Micah. Rehab clinics in Mexico are getting serious. When in doubt, heroin is my superpower. (laughs) Okay. This part you do on your own. When she walked out and she was tied to the ground, I was like, bitch, no, 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 no. Uh, in your head, in your head, demon. Now everybody's seeing it. In, in your, your head. head. <laughs> anyway, but I couldn't say zombie because it wasn't a zombie. So pulls out. Oh, this is a 14 word synopsis. Pulls out needles. You've got ghosts in your blood. Do some drugs about it. 
And then my alliterative story seeker sees some seriously spooky shit. Okay, so this film came out October of 2020. It popped up at a music festival, music festival, <laughs> film festival. So obviously, there is no budget or box office. I'd love to know how much money they spent on this because there's some like CG. There's nothing like super hokey to it. I think that comes with the having a dark environment and a dark background to it. It just looked pretty good. And I don't think they sat on any effect long enough for you to be like, oh, that's kind of shitty. I think that's one of the best things you can do with CG is just keep moving. Like, show it and then get out of there. I think almost everything was practical. They used, there was like slight CG, a little bit of CG when she was trying to cross the salt line. Yeah. Because they had to show the like barrier that was holding her in. There was a a bit of CG with like when the woman stuck her hands inside of her, but that was also could have been practical. Um, And then I think all the demon stuff was actually real. That was like a person. Every time you saw the demon, it was like a real person. And then the only CGI that I like loved, loved, loved was the eyes. And that was so minimal. Like that was just enough to like freak you the fuck out and be like, God damn, that was wild. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, obviously can't tell you how much money it made, but review wise, people really enjoyed this, you know, a uh, demonic possession movie with impressive depth. So uh, a lot of some people have said that, you know, this movie uses familiar genre ingredients to cast uh, a unique story. So uh, I know it's been like almost three years. Hey, make another one. There are tons of other demons out there. I'd love to see this world a little bit more. Maybe they go on location or I don't know. I just think it'd be really spiffy to check out something new in this world. Uh, So does anybody have anything else to say about the old ways before we get out of here? It's great. Also, please give me an entire show based on this. I would dig a show with this. That would please, be please, please. And thank you. You got anything, Katie? I see you reading. Uh, no, this movie is fucking fantastic. Go watch it and then go listen to the soundtrack. Like, yes. it's so oh, good. Yeah, you didn't even, we didn't even bring up the soundtrack. So there's versions of songs and they just make them like sad sounding yeah well one of them is a sad song anyways they do a la llorona in it but it's it's like a instrumental version of la llorona which is fantastic and then there's this really like minor creepy slightly adjusted lyrics version of la bamba that is like fucking fantastic yeah it was spiffy like it's fun it was a good combination of everything to make this movie work Okay, so with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any cool fun facts about brujas or uh, demons that just live inside of your eyes and your skin, don't tell me, but you can tell Katie at... Alan Pod. You can email it. Allentown Presents at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, I'm on Facebook. Allentown Presents. I haven't done the shake in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I do it every single time. <laughs> <laughs> So this was episode 299 in the pocket and the books out of sight. Man, we're almost at 300. 
Oh my god. Yeah. The next time you hear us. Yeah. So the music listen to right now that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CE anywhere you can search for them. Studio Fitas or Fitas artwork. Thank you so much for the artwork. <laughs> uh, like I said, we are still in foreign horror, and I believe we have picked a very solid beginner of a series. I think a newer one has come out recently, but we're going with a very cool movie for number 300. And I am happy that the 300th movie was in foreign horror. We were pretty close. It could have been the first movie of the Halloween Spring Con. That would have been, so cool. been super, super awesome. Two movies away. Yeah, we would have picked, I don't know what the fuck we would have picked for the first one. It would have been probably something new and fucked up. But I am happy with our pick. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next week with the 300th episode of this podcast. Okay, bye, guys. Adios. Toots. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. Just hiding in the background.